Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. This week of October 25th, 2021, Season 3, Episode 42. Chris here and Charles as well. What is up, man? Heyo! Lots of things happening this week, including we were reading about this, and I showed the video <laughs> to Charles just now of Motley Crue's Vince Neil falling from the stage and breaking some of his ribs. Oh, thank you. Uh, 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductors and performers have been announced for okay. October 30th. Franz Ferdinand drummer leaves after 20 years. We'll oh. find out what's that all about. Uh, Judas Priest frontman Rob Halford is cancer-free after battling prostate cancer. That's great news, right? Yes. System of a Down Surge Tankian, though, is out with COVID-19 this week. Plus, this week in Music History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up, rocknewsweekly.com. Give us a like and a follow, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all the same, at Rock News Weekly. Uh, we're on Amazon Audible now, which is cool. If you guys listen to podcasts that way, add us there. Search for us. Of course, we're on iTunes, all that good stuff. Everything's linked up on the website. Uh, some new releases, new albums that just came out this last Friday on 22nd of October from Angel Dust, Black Marble, Deer Hoof, Duran Duran have a oh, new album okay. called Future Pass. That Elton John, the lockdown sessions, that was oh, the one. Cool. All the collaborations he did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of a collaboration album. Every Time I Die has a new one. Grouper, Hand Habits, Helado Negro, Ian Miles, uh, Jarvis Cocker, La Luz, oh. Lena Del Rey, Lone, Lonely Guest, My Morning Whoa. Jacket. It's got a self-titled oh, cool. album. Oh, cool. My Morning Jacket. Yeah. yeah, so Jim James or whatever, I think that that's his name, the guitarist there. He's That's a great band. Par oh, yeah. Parquet Courts, I'm a big fan of them. They have a new one called Sympathy for Life. Uh, this band name always gets me. Ross from Friends. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that a great band name? Yeah, Ross from Friends. Uh, uh, I like that. They have a new one called Tread. Said the Whale, Self-Esteem, Wale, and Wet all have new albums. On okay, a lot of albums. I know. And then Whoa. coming up here on the 29th, we got the new one from Jerry Cantrell Ooh, that's coming out this Friday. Nice. His first new solo album in almost like 20 years. It's called Brighton. Uh, Lodic, Marissa Nadler, Mastodon. Mastodon, nice. Their new one, Hushed Ooh. and Grim. That is the name of that Mastodon one. That's coming out. Cool. That's going to be awesome. Those are uh, those fairy tale writers from, right? Hushed and Grim? <laughs> yeah, the, the little known <laughs> yeah, Ansel and Gretel. <laughs> Hushed and Grim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mick Jenkins, Richard Ashcroft. I think that's, I forget who that dude that's the real name of some DJ or something. I mm. can't remember who that is. Mick Jenkins. Uh, the war of Leroy. <laughs> Leroy to Leroy Jenkins. The War on Drugs got a new one. I don't live here anymore. They might be giants. And oh. Tori Amos. Oh, gotta love Tori Amos. Ocean to Ocean. So. You know, Tori Amos did a little collab um, song with Maynard James Keenan back really? in about '93. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Very. It's, it was. That was I like think, at the height of her career too. Yeah, and the height of uh, the height of theirs. That was. That was not long after Undertow came out. Is mm -hmm. uh, between Undertow and Anemia, and, and uh, MJK did a little ballad with uh, with Tori Amos, and it that's was like awesome. a. It was like one of her. Like it wasn't like a dark song or anything. It, it was. It's really quite cool. Cool. You yeah. should check that out. I very heard cool. It. Um, all right. So kicking off into this week's edition 
of what touring musician has contracted COVID-19 this week. Mm. Drum roll, please. It is Serge Tankian this week. Drum roll. Oh, there we you go. go. You, already, you already said it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Drum roll doesn't work. That's all right. Uh, so this is a bummer, though. I mean, yeah, it is. Make, try to make light of it. Hopefully everything's okay. You know, he makes, makes it out okay. Uh, but the big deal was they were supposed to perform in L.A. on the 22nd and 23rd this past weekend with Corn Helmet, and Russian Circles mm. at the uh, L.A. Coliseum or whatever. It was yeah. a big event. And a lot of people probably had travel plans and everything. It got, it got canceled like two days before on Thursday. Oh, man. So I'm sure a lot of people were inconvenienced with that. But, hey, it is what it is, right? Yeah. It's, he, been, yeah. it's been postponed to February 4th and 5th of next year. Yeah, it, it sucks because – there's a lot of bands that are they're still tr- they're trying to get people back out, you know. In I the know open they're trying to experience life. Yeah, but it's like every week we've got a who has COVID now, and it, you know, be just being out there and in a tour bus, you know, just it's like tough. being around a crowd, yeah. people yelling and around stuff. so many people. Yeah, uh, for this type of uh, sickness, it's not good. Yeah, you know? for the sure. less interaction, the better, right? Yeah, absolutely. And they're just trying to force it, and you know, they're trying to give their crew some money and trying to get some money, and I get it, but. Uh, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, and also unfortunate, drummer exits Fran Ferdinand. The original drummer, Paul Thompson. Wow. The original drummer, Franz Ferdinand, is leaving the band, according to the Instagram page. A lady by the name of Audrey Tate will replace him. Okay. They wrote, quote, it feels totally natural playing with her, and she's a great laugh. It has been electrifying being in the studio together, and we can't wait to play live for you all, end mm. quote. So it sounds like he wants to focus. He just had, like, a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, and he wants to focus on being a dad and doing more of the chill lifestyle not touring so much so yeah sounds like that's why he's leaving the band as well i feel like i feel like um whenever you say that person oh uh, yeah how do you like that person oh they're a great laugh i feel like it's an insult yeah that is what? kind of yeah. a <laughs> they're a great laugh yeah, they're, yeah. They're good for laugh. a laugh they're good for a laugh they're a great laugh <laughs> oh really it's just like a it's like you know yeah they're they're a fucking asshole <laughs> well let's hope not yeah uh, let's hope not that was a veiled uh compliment or a veiled uh, dig i hope so um all right check this out vince neal falling from the stage Ooh. and breaking some ribs this past friday night uh fell off the stage ended up breaking several ribs billboard reported that a few songs into the set at pigeon forge tennessee's oh. monsters on the mountain festival monsters on the mountain festival. neal is trying to get the crowd to clap along to motley Crue's 1989 hit don't go away mad just go away and didn't see the gap between a speaker and the stage and fell four feet onto the hard cement i feel like that's vince neal's life it's not his like just uh, the epitome not seeing is, that gap. yeah just not seeing the gap on the stage is vince if that was like the his memoir the title would be I didn't see the gap on the stage the whole time. Not seeing the gap, <laughs> colon, face down on the cement. That should yeah. be the title of his fucking <laughs> memoir, dude. Vince Neal, you were always falling four, f- four feet. He is just one of the, he's just, like we were saying, he's just a mess, dude. I don't yeah. know if it's drinking or what. I'm yeah. not sure. He's just always kind of been this way. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, he's off the tour, though, for the rest of the year. Uh, so he's gonna. He says, "Quote: Vince is back home and resting after breaking a few ribs on Friday night. Our love and best wishes for a speedy recovery and ready to rock in 22." Okay. So he's trying to gear up for that damn Motley Crue final tour. That's like just been <laughs> so sad this this past year. Like oh, trying to man. happen, it's been canceled, and then now he's got his broken ribs you know yeah it's like they should have just called it when they did it in 2018 yeah and they tried to make a comeback and i don't think it's really working out it's almost like it's cursed or something uh, i've seen i've talked to people that have seen motley Crue live like in the past like you know five years 
and um and they're like yeah it was great it was a lot of fun and i feel like what they're saying is yeah they're good laugh yeah right <laughs> they're a good laugh <laughs> they're a good laugh like kiss or something yeah that's kind of the way i put those rock bands these days yeah, maybe like in the 80s, they would have been like, yeah. oh, wow, that's revolutionary or that's really cool. But now it just yeah. seems kind of sad. Like you're watching a Barnum and Bailey circus. Oh, yeah. Like with some retired at trick elephant up there. Yeah. It's like, come on, do it. Yeah. Do it, <laughs> wimpy. Come on, do the trick. And he's like, you know, you're just like, yeah. yeah, that's cool. But you just feel bad the whole time watching it. <laughs> oh, man, he's so old and decrepit. Right. He can't even, can't even suck up that <laughs> peanut. Like I, I think, <laughs> I think like watching Steel Panther, that was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, because they, they yeah. encapsulate. That's their their thing. They yeah. encapsulate that energy of the way those bands used to be. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, anyway, all right. Some Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductors and performers have been announced. Okay. Uh, rolling it out. Um, of course, we know that the inductees have been announced earlier. That was Tina Turner, Carol King, The Go Go's. Jay-Z, Foo Fighters, and Todd Rundgren in the performer category. Okay. Along with Kraftwerk, Charlie Patton, Gil Scott Heron for early influence. Then we have LL Cool J, Billy Preston, and Randy Rhodes for musical excellence. All right. And Clarence Avant for the Amit Ertgun Award. That's awesome. So here's yeah, who's done. presenting. Paul McCartney is inducting the Foo Fighters. Oh, that's cool. That's cool, right? What a, what a yeah, uh, yeah, that's awesome. What and a... It, what an awesome thing! To I think, happen yeah. For, what a compliment too from Paul to yeah. them, uh, and I'm sure that's a lifetime thing for the Foo Fighters to be able to see Paul McCartney up there oh, inducting yeah. them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like mm -hmm. that's w w unbelievable. Then we got Angela Bassett inducting Tina Turner. Oh, that's cool. Uh, with done? Uh, performances by Christina Aguilera, Mickey Guyton, her, and Brian Adams. And uh, wait, hold on. And Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Brian Adams. <laughs> right. I sing like I'm recovering from a cold. <laughs> Taylor Swift inducting Carol King with performances okay. by her and Jennifer right. Hudson. That's cool. Drew Barrymore inducting the Go Go's. Oh, that'll that, be that's, that'll that's, be fun, I guess. That'll, that'll be kind of interesting. That'll be somewhat cute and kind of quirky. It could be weird and that's it could like be a total bomb too. Drew Barrymore. Drew or? is uh, I don't know. She's kind of. For me, like I hate her talk show, her new talk show. I haven't seen it. Oh my yeah. god, it's it, to me, it's super annoying. Like, yeah, the way she interviews people, you know, she's like the way Drew Barrymore yeah. talks. You know, she's like, so what are you doing today? Yeah, yeah. what'd you do yesterday? There, are you? I don't you just yeah. love this weather? I didn't prepare. Oh for yeah, this. I'm wearing socks and I just love laying around <laughs> in my pajamas. I, okay, that's our <laughs> interview, and then that's it. You I know? showed my boobs to David Letterman oh once. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. You know what? Uh, I would not go. And and not just because <laughs> it's not it's like I like Drew Barrymore. She's cool. Like, a, you know, we all grew up with Drew Barrymore. But um, I think she's at some point or another, she's going to channel her inner fire starter and just <laughs> set the just set the entire audience on oh, fire. That's great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> all right. Check it out. Some more rock news this week. Dave Navarro and Billy Morrison gearing up for an above the ground above ground benefit concert. OK. Uh, it's an all star band. They're gearing up for this concert that's happening December 20th at the Fonda Theater in Hollywood. And the guests include Billy Idol, Perry Farrell, uh, Corey Taylor, Taylor Hawkins, Mark McGrath, Steve Stevens, Frankie Perez and others to be announced in the coming weeks. And it's all for a charity. So uh, it's going to be it's uh, the above ground benefit concert happening at the Fonda December 20th. Nice. So uh, ditch Mark cool. McGrath and you guys will get more money. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Have him be the, like the door Just, guy, yeah. like, like the greeter. <laughs> hey, welcome. Yeah. Come on in. Yeah. Remember Come me? In. Yeah. Remember me? Sugar Ray. Shark? 
Sugar Ray, remember Mean Machine? Nah, because you guys don't remember when I did Mean Machine. <laughs> and now a message from one of our sponsors. Do you have low energy? Fatigue? A case of the moon days? Do you feel stranded, alone, and lost in the bleak void of primitive human existence? Longing for an ambrosia that will perk clarity and pull you from the dull sludge of your dismal life and family? Ball Jack's the key! Made from a patented blend of a thousand milligrams of taurine for the drive of a true Ball Jack champion. 300 cc's of caffeine stack! 5,000 milliliters of ginkgo biloba. Helping to stimulate the brain and regain the memory loss as a result of drinking ball jack <laughs> plus 20 cardiograms straight from the delta thorax of a living malaysian tiger wow and an ounce of pineapple juice concentrate ball jack will transform you from the pathetic lazy stupid idiot slob that you are right now to something akin to a busta rhymes hype man in just seconds <laughs> grab the intensity grab the heat grab some ball jack right in the ball jack Available at participating local motels. Copyright thegaragerockshow.com. All rights reserved. Winton, California. Just listen to the non-force consumer testimonials from Nancy in Huskogee, Wyoming. <laughs> Come on, Nancy. No, no. <laughs> See, she's she's just she's so jacked out of her mind right now. She can't even yeah. properly put to words, Charles. Just listen to the non-force consumer testimonial from James from Red Eye District of New Jersey. James, how do you how do you feel about Ball Jack, James? <laughs> James, he's playing James. And James is jacked out of his mind right James. now too. He can't even put it oh, into words James. either. <laughs> Ball Jack, guaranteed little to no teeth loss. <laughs> All right, Jack White released his first uh, solo, uh, well, single off his first new solo album, and it's actually going to be uh, for the Call of Duty Vanguard soundtrack. Oh. So released it as part of Call of Duty Vanguard's rollout release for the new Activision game, and it's a track called Taking Me Back, and I just added it to the bear. It is a really cool track, and he's got a, a gentler version that I didn't want to play that's kind of softer. It's called Taking Me Back Gently, mm. um, but I like the the hard-rocking version of it. I think it's pretty cool. And, uh Yeah, releasing that for Call of Duty Vanguard. Kind of cool. Check that out. Uh, we were mentioning Judas Priest, Rob Halford, uh, revealing that he successfully battled prostate cancer. Uh, during the pandemic over the past year, he said, I had my little bat battle with cancer. I got through that, and it's in remission now. Thank God that happened while we were all locked down. So happened for uh, so things happen for a reason as far as time, sequence of events. I have nothing but gratitude to be at this point in my life, still doing what I love the most. Oh, that's sick. Very cool, right? Uh, audience, if you want to see something really cool uh, and, and uh, something just, you know, That'll solidify, should solidify your appreciation um, for baby metal into the into the kind of the metal the the metal industry is watch Rob Halford and Baby Metal cover Breaking the Law together. Yeah, in 2016 they did it and it's a kick-ass performance. Well, and they also did I think an original track that Baby Metal had. Yeah, with him on as like a guest vocalist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he's a huge fan of them, and oh yeah, there that's like a big iconic thing. And I love it when the um, the legends of metal reach out to the newer yeah the newer players in metal and kind of bridge that gap and be like, hey, you know, let's yeah. do a track together. I think that's that's awesome, right? Yeah, I think uh, Rob Halford is gonna reach out to MGK, but just to kick him in the balls, <laughs> <laughs> just to say I, I don't want to do anything with yeah. you ever. It's like I'd like to reach out to you. Please but... leave rock and roll alone, and he rock. just hangs up the phone. <laughs> Who was that, Rob Halford? 
This is Rob Halford. Leave yeah. rock and roll alone. L- listen he to me. He just hangs up on him. <laughs> you look like <laughs> Sandy Duncan and Macaulay Culkin had a child on meth. <laughs> a little meth baby. A little meth baby. All right. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Chad Smith told Rolling Stone, band's first new album since 2016's The Getaway is almost done. Uh, we kind of mentioned this last week, uh, but they apparently are firing on all cylinders. Uh, John Frusciante's back in the band. They say, quote, it's going to sound like the four of us because we do have this special chemistry together. It sounds like Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it's different and new, and to okay. me, that's great. Cool. So it sounds like they're going to go, they're not going to rehash the kind of Californication sound, yeah. which is encouraging. I, I like that. Um, but I'm interested to see what this new kind of sound is going to yeah, be. Absolutely. Uh, so we we it's, shall see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a reggae album. Old, yeah, it's gonna be a reggae <laughs> a reggae barbershop quartet. It's gonna be a rap. Anthony Cadius is gonna rap. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Come on down, Please, to where I gotta I go." I hope not. Yeah. I hope not. Come on down, I gotta put. Remember, remember when that joke the other day was like, like Anthony Cadius could never go into a like a Seven Eleven because he never wears a shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> no shirt. No shirt. Yeah. No shirt. Shirt. Shoes. No service. Yeah. Anthony, I've told you a million times. <laughs> But you gotta kinda wear a shirt and die. <laughs> Can't go into the 7 Eleven now. Alright, looks like Ozzy's new album's gonna feature Zach Wilde on guitar on it. Okay. Uh, oh. he, he says about the new album, quote, the new Ozzy stuff is sounding great, and for sure it's an honor to play on a record with all my heroes. Uh, Wilde will be playing alongside Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, and Tony Iommi mm. on this album. Nice. That's some heavy hitting guitar players on that this is. new that Ozzy is. album, right? Eric Clapton's getting a lot of heat right now, though. So yeah, his, yeah, that is true. Yeah, his anti-vax yeah. thing is kind of going a little. It's getting a little cuey. Get off of my lawn. He's <laughs> getting a little cuey. All right. Oh, um, see there. Oh, so so funny. So Lalo's not here to comment. I wish he was, but he's Lalo spending the, the next couple of weekends with his mom. Um, he, uh, uh, he, when we went to see Seether at Aftershock, La- the whole time Lala was like, I'm confused. Is, is like, <laughs> is the lead singer like the Flash and he just runs back and forth? Is he all, every single instrumentalist in this band or do all, all of them look exactly the same? Oh, they and all was, look the same. I <laughs> was like, holy shit. Like we were watching it and sure enough, like they would just go to each, you know, member of the band and the, in the big videos on stage. And uh, and sure enough, like they they all looked exactly the same. <laughs> They're all wearing like that black shirt right there with like it, same facial s- slick back hair, beard. Yeah, it was so <laughs> weird. I was like, oh my god, you're right. It's like the triplets. That's funny. They the could be all triplets. Sean Morgan clones. That's what the it lead is. Singer guy. Yeah. Well, they released their 20th anniversary or celebrating the 20th anniversary of the band with a release of this new album. It's called. Vincennial Two Decades of Seether hmm. and it's about it's 20 songs carefully curated by frontman Sean Morgan that have amassed 16 number one chart positions so nice. it's uh, coming out on November 11th and the band is going to be hosting a special online event through a partnership with the digital platform Moment House so if you guys want to watch that check that out okay there you go nice he said uh, fans booing MGK were doing God's work <laughs> I know that yeah <laughs> I saw that right uh, all right, in memoriam, unfortunately, we had a death this week in the rock world. Not exactly a rock star, but Paul Stanley from Kiss shared the news of his longtime guitar tech, Franz Stuber, passing away of COVID on Sunday, October 17th. Mm. He posted on social media, My dear friend, buddy, and guitar tech for 20 years, Franz Stuber died yesterday suddenly of COVID. Both on stage and off stage, I depended on him for so much. My family loved him as as did I. He was so proud of his wife and three boys as they were of him. I'm numb, end quote. Oh, that's a bummer. 
Yeah, that is pretty sad. Um, but I was thinking about it. It's kind of crazy. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons both had COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if they gave it to him or if that's who they got it from or Possible. I don't know. That's really shitty. Either Col- way. Colin Powell, Powell just died of COVID uh, complications. It's, it's crazy, that's man. That's nuts. It's, it's no joke. It's nuts. Um, some rock birthdays this week. Charles, Ooh. take it away. Who do we got? Ooh, nice. Okay. Legendary. Uh, the legendary Patrick Simmons. Whoa. Whoa, Patrick Simmons. Who is he? I've always wanted to meet a Patrick. Yeah, I have a, a signed uh, candy bar wrapper <laughs> from Patrick Simmons. <laughs> a Mars bar. I had a signed banana. You know, speaking of that, like, like what, what, people who get like their boobs signed, like, what, what, why? Well, what's the point of that? What's the point of that? You just gonna, it's just gonna wash off. Yeah, that's um, come on. Singer guitarist from the Doobie Brothers. Ah. seventy-three. He's seventy-three years old. Mm. Nice. Rick Lee. Okay, so this is important to note that uh, he's so fucking cool that he took the K off of his name. Yeah, R-I-C. R-I-C. Drummer 10 years (laughs) after. He's 76. Um, Ooh, I like this one. Uh, Lee Lonane. Uh, That's his last name, Lonane. Um, Trumpet player of Chicago. Nice. Uh, Without love, um, I would be 75. He's 75, by the way. He's 75. (laughs) Bill Wyman, former bass player of the Rolling Stones. Former bass player of the Rolling Stones. 85. Yeah, 85, 85, dude. Wow, nice. Hanging in there, man. Um, And then Steve Lukather, guitarist of Toto, who we all love here. Toto's great. They're awesome. He is 64 and have a happy, happy, happy um, 64th birthday. Big fan of the show, Steve. He tunes in every week. It rains in Africa. Um, All right, so we got some trivia for you this week, Charles. Yes. All right, so in 1976, disc jockey Rick Dees hits number one in the U.S. with this track. Mm. It was a goofy number that envisions this character enjoying the spoils of the disco era. It's the last novelty song to top the Hot 100. Was it A, Disco Dog, B, Disco Duck, or C, Disco David Crosby is coked out of his mind and shoots his gun constantly on the dance floor? Ooh, that's a, that is a tough one. That was kind of a, that was a long title Oof. at the time, but... yeah. Kind of a crazy track. It's just apparently him shooting his gun <laughs> for 15 minutes. It didn't get a lot of airplay. <laughs> so, all right. So, I got a lot of so, screaming. Oh, man. So, I already know where Lala would go, but he's he's not with us this weekend. Um, yeah, La, La, I already know where, where you what you would choose, Lalo. So, 1976 Dick, disc jockey Rick Dees hits number one in the U.S. with this track. <laughs> what you don't see, audience, we have an A, Disco Dog, B, Disco Duck, C, Disco David Crosby is coked out of his mind and shoots his gun constantly on the dance floor. But what you don't see is uh, Rick D's hit D D's nuts. That's <laughs> spelled D E N. You don't, you don't see nuts. Rick D's D's nuts. <laughs> and that is, and I would go with C Dave, Disco David Crosby. That's a lot of D's. Disco, I know, right? Disco David Crosby is coked out of his mind and shoots his gun constantly on the dance floor. Um, I would go with that one, but I'm going to go with Rick D's D's Nuts. D's Nuts? Well, it's actually B, Disco Duck. Look at the picture of this creepy-ass duck. Whoa. (laughs) He's crazy like a fool. It's a great... What about uh, Daddy Cool? It's it's a goofy number that envisions Donald Duck enjoying the spoils of the disco era. Nice. It's it's a really stupid wow, song. Wow, that is just wonky. That is like a Star Wars Christmas right Isn't there. Isn't that like that's nightmare fuel? That right is there. a nightmare. Look at that. Look at that, that creepy mask. That, that is a creepy. That's yeah. like uh, if um, 
That's like if Howard the Duck actually did couple with that lady on yeah, the Yeah, look show at look up the YouTube video, guys, for Rick D's Disco Duck. Oh, look, and he's straight up wearing the pants like he right looks out like of a Barnum. He looks like a Barnum and Bailey. Um, it does. Uh, circus. Uh, what do you call it? The people that command the circus. Oh yeah. Uh, he what? is Daddy Cool. <laughs> That's who is. What about Daddy Cool? All right. So 1978, we got another trivia question here. This band makes their U.S. debut, mm. playing their first ever U.S. show at the iconic CBGBs in New York, legendary venue, right? Ramones, kind of their home turf in New York City. Who was it that played their first show this week in 1978? Mm. Was it A, the Buzzcocks, B, the Sex Pistols, C, the Police, or, or D, David Crosby's Bolivian Backyard Barbecue Cocaine Jug Band. Ooh, I love that. That was a that was a unique band he had at that time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I remember that they had uh, they had summed it up in an acronym. It was DCBBBCJ. Yeah, not and very it, catchy. Not very catchy. <laughs> not a very good acronym. It wasn't like CCR or anything. It right. Was no, yeah. It was that's the way it was billed at CBGBs. Yeah. It was. DCBBBBCJ yeah. at CBGBs. Yeah. And yeah. no one came to that show. It, it, they were so coked out of their mind that they couldn't even say the title of their own band. <laughs> so they would just be like, Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're David Crosby's. DCBBBCJ. What are we doing? And they, apparently it was just a barbecue. <laughs> David Crosby would just light a, a charcoal barbecue with lighter fluid. And watch it burn, yeah, and just sing throat hymns, yeah, like ancient Bolivian throat hymns. It wasn't very popular. That was it. Yeah. And occasionally he would stop and look at the burning meat, and he would just go to the audience. That smells good. And they'd this, be like, "No, this it doesn't." Could be you. Yeah. He would hold up the burned this meat, <laughs> shoot his pistols in the air. <laughs> all right. So, in all seriousness, 1978, this band made their U.S. debut, playing their first ever U.S. show at the iconic CBGBs in New York City. Okay, so I know it's not the Sex Pistols, and you know why? Because in 1978, if Johnny Rotten was asked to go to CBGB's, he would be like, why don't you take that CBGB and you shove it up your ass, you <laughs> fucking twat. <laughs> right? That's that's what his sure. Johnny Rotten's, yeah. That was, um, I think that's an actual quote. And it, yeah, it would just be like, Johnny Rotten, I was just asking you if you wanted, like, it's just some waitress at Denny's. Like, Yeah, I was, I was wondering, wondering what your order wanted, was, yeah, sir. I was just wondering if you wanted more eggs with your moons over my hammy. <laughs> Why don't you take CBGBs? He throws hot coffee yeah, in your face. You fucking nitwit. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to go with the police. The police? Mm -hmm. The police? I would you do David Crosby. Would have chosen correctly, Ooh, sir. Oh, yes. Here's a picture of them playing at CBGBs. Yeah. Uh, nice. Way back in 1978, it was their U.S. debut. Uh, the police, that was the first place they played when they came to the U.S. Nice. For their first tour in 1978. Nice. And now a message from one of our sponsors. New York City, 1929. The air is thick with crime, dirt, grit, and passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy. Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. 
Remember, we're a team. There is no team. After a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again, as he did before. My God! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My God! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, Boff? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as Hamburger Man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchmen. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face, like a monkey, threw up into a meat grinder. That's why I fight Greasy. Tiddly Sweeney Doo as Nancy Groucho. It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberback as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face. The Reckoning. Movie TV entertainment news this week. Halloween Kills ravaging the box office with a record-breaking $50.4 million. Okay. Apparently, it's the best opener for an R-rated movie, ousting Warner Brothers, HBO Max, The Suicide Squad from the top spot. Uh, so there you go. Okay, cool. That's uh, awesome. Coming in at number one. Jamie um, Lee Curtis still kicking ass with the – Yeah. Still fighting Mike Myers over there. I guess. I don't know, man. I mean, it's like when is this going to – end you know it doesn't if you've ever seen a halloween movie it doesn't ever end that's the the point of it there's a couple there's been a couple like where she's like literally cut his head off yeah Uh, you see it rolling around and you're like how is this still going on oh yeah um you guys want to if you guys want to check out a really (laughs) if you want to if you want to get some horror you know these few days before halloween if you're really going to get some something in there's about if you if you got audible.com there's about an eight hour long audible book called the only good indians and it is brutal. Oh, really? It is brutal and horrific and very well written. Um, just a great, yeah, it's the only dead Indians, or the only good Indians. Oh, okay. Yeah, really, really, really good. Um, it's about that, that it's it's about that, that elk, hood, that elk head woman, like myth, I don't mythos. Know. Yeah, it's crazy. Real creepy. All right. Real creepy. Uh, well, there was a, there's been a strike going on in Hollywood as well. The IATSE, International uh, Strike. So apparently they this is like the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Uh, they've been fighting with them. Uh, these are all the people that work on Hollywood sets, all the, the crew members working for better um, working conditions, I guess, mm. right? And it ties in with this story that happened over the weekend. Oh, yeah, I read about this. Oh, it's horrible. Alec Baldwin. Horrible. Discharging a prop firearm that actually killed the director of photography and wounded the director on set in Santa Fe. Uh, it happened around 2 o'clock. Director of photography, 42-year-old Helna 
Hutchins. Hutchins died at the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque, and 48-year-old director Joel Souza was taken to the hospital. He's receiving emergency care. So, pretty crazy. Wow. Um, they're investigating all this, but it ties into what, like, the IATSE strike. People are saying, see, these are the types of things that we have to deal with as crew members. Yeah. And, you know, it should be taken more seriously. And yeah. So... Uh, the timing of the two events happening are, are pretty wild. So hopefully they can figure out some other stuff. I don't see how something like that could happen. Yeah. But, you know, it's happened before with Brandon Lee. Brandon and Crow. Lee. Yep. Um, and happened about 20 years before that with, a, with another famous It's been a while since something like this has happened. Yeah. I will say in on a major Hollywood set with a prominent actor. Uh, but pretty crazy, man. Just, just, we, we have like crazy technology now you know apparently it was shrapnel from the um from the blank it wasn't even a bullet. Right, it was right. like shrapnel we have crazy technology now so let's just like you know instead of having uh you know guns that actually do smoke and like fire like uh blanks let's just have the actors go pew 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 and then bang, you just bang <laughs> exactly it'll be just the same yep but honestly, I think why are, uh, that that raises the question: Why are we still doing shit like that? You know, yeah, yep, people's yep. lives at risk uh, when it's not really necessary. Um, all right. And speaking of things that aren't necessary, mm. weekly WTF this week: Corey Feldman is auctioning off his prosthetic ear that he used in the movie Stand by Me mm. uh, as a hybrid NFT. Consequence reports that the auction launches October 31st and closes on November 3rd. The winner will receive the prosthetic ear he used to portray Teddy Duchamp in the 1986 Stephen King mm, film. Okay. So have you heard this whole thing about NFTs being kind of popular right now? Yeah, I know. These I non-fungible know. tokens or whatever. Yeah, I, I know they're pretty. Uh, I know they're pretty popular. Is, it's pretty. Well, it seems like the, it's just a bunch of nonsense that people are uh, somehow able to get. Um, it's so weird. Like get, right, get out yeah. there and sell. Who wants the rights to these things? It's I don't know. So weird. The whole thing is weird. I mean, the it started off with people getting like the original YouTube rights. For like videos that like you know they they originally uploaded like on sure. their yeah and I could see that maybe okay for example you crazy. wanted to get the background music of a YouTube video somebody uploaded a while ago I like your YouTube video I'd like to own the rights to it yep yep here's yep. the price five hundred bucks yeah and it's a non fungible token yeah of access to copyrights to this piece of work yeah yeah and then it turned into like art. yeah. artwork. Like, Andy Milanakis was, like, um, making digital art of, like, on Microsoft Paint with just, like, drawing stupid shit, like a, a turd, yeah. a cat. And he was selling them for hundreds, even thousands of dollars. Yeah. Because it was just his artwork that he was selling in a digital uh, era. And what I also heard is the reason why people are so willing to spend the money is because it's all through digital currency, like cryptocurrency. Yeah. So a lot of these people either have a bunch of this cryptocurrency that they can't use on other shit. Yeah. Like you can't go to the store and buy your groceries with cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. So they have all this money in crypto, and they're like, what can I buy with it? Yeah. Basically, you know, they can trade it with other people with crypto, but there's not many things you can buy, and apparently these NFTs are things you can buy with crypto. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like that's why this is kind of exploding right now. oh yeah big time yeah the uh cryptocurrency is uh it's scary you know people are dumping really a weird. bunch of their money into but it's it's a it's almost it, to me it reminds me of the united trade bureau that was real popular like in the late uh, mid to late 90s and that was a way that businesses were paying each other not with cash but with credit ah. so if you did if you like were a contractor and you and you and you did somebody's concrete 
they could give you, you know, 12,000 UTB credits and then you could use it wherever you want who accepts UTB credits. Right. And the problem is, and I actually ran into this because my cousin uh, worked for a place that did UTB credits for a while. Uh, one time we went up to go eat at this fancy place and we, we they, they accepted UTB credits and we went and got this he had been saving it up right so it was like yeah me and got like a big six meal. other people, big meal lots of yeah we got steak lobster just went all out and um and at the end when we went to the pay for the meal um Ugh. the restaurant owner you know when 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 my cousin was like okay well I'm, I'm gonna use my utb card utb credits the owner was just like no and and a J- jason was like hold on a second like it's on your you even have a sign that says utb credits. yeah and the owner was like we just gave you like four hundred dollars worth of food like we're not accepting the utb credits you pay us now and wow. we were like uh and i feel like that's kind of like nfts like the and crypto or cryptocurrency essentially like i think at some point people are going to be like mm, yeah you're not no, no. that's not money and th- I think that's what it is right now. A lot of the places are just like, no, you can't use that to pay yeah. for anything. And, and there's a very house. small niche yeah. market out there that accepts that kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Branson. well, last story of the week, guys. Some good news. If you want some free food, you better pay attention to the World Series because Taco Bell has announced the Steal a Base, Steal a Taco promotion. Nice. If the first base is stolen in this year's World Series, Taco Bell will give away a free nacho cheese Doritos Locos Taco to okay. everyone in America. All right. So the World Series begins on Tuesday, tomorrow. So make cool. sure you guys check it out. And if someone steals a base, they'll win a taco for the entire continent of America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to steal a base. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> Not Charles. Not going to happen. God damn it. All right, follow <laughs> us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rock News Weekly. Check out our photos from all our stuff at rocknewsweekly.com. Tune in. We're on Amazon Audible now. If that's a better way you guys like to listen to the podcast, make sure you check it out. If you enjoyed our episode, please rate our podcast in the Apple and Google stores. Give it a quick rating, whatever you think it is. Uh, it helps us propagate to other people and shows up in the results. So we do appreciate that. Have a great weekend and the rest of your week, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Vince, Vince Neal just fell off a stage. Oh, shit. He's hurt. Vince Neil just Vince Neil just fell off the stage. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage, krill and nutrition, and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve. Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea. Krill Reserve.